Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 774. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about, is this the year 2000 all over again? Because recently I was out to dinner with some friends and acquaintances. And the husband of the friend said to me, what do you think about the stock market next year? He was estimating that the market could be up 7% or 8%. And his mind was swirling with all kinds of great returns the market could have next year. And I really didn't want to throw any cold water on that. But I did also want to tell him my true opinion. And so I said, well, I think this reminds me a lot of the year 2000. It's 20 years after the big internet tech bubble of 2000. And it feels a lot like it again. It feels like a massive bubble. Only this time, it's not just in internet stocks and tech stocks. It's not in new IPOs of companies that have no earnings that are being valued at billions, although we have a few of those, but it really is about bubbles all over the place. (laughs) Bubbles in the stock market and technology, bubbles in housing, bubbles in the bond market, a bubble in government debt. There's just multiple bubbles everywhere, and sometimes... The definition of a bubble is that you can't tell when you're in one, you only know in hindsight. And that's kind of what it feels like. Like things are really on this very frothy trajectory right now where everybody thinks it's a V-shaped recovery and happy days are here again, which is what I predicted people would be feeling like. Only I'm also saying that this is going to be more of a W type recovery. So we have another downside to this before we have the real bottom. I don't think we've seen the real bottom yet. So I don't mean to be a doom and gloomer, but I did tell him that I thought that this year was going to be a spectacular year. However, 2021 and 2022 were going to be difficult years where we would do some rebuilding, where we would probably have businesses that may go out of business. And those people might need to find new jobs, new work, and that this transition could take a couple of years that we really haven't seen the full effects of everything yet. So while I didn't want to throw cold water on his thesis about the future. I also just wanted to be realistic and also share with you just a simple cycle that you can use. I've talked a lot about the four-year presidential election cycle. That is a very simple but effective and accurate cycle. And usually the first two years of a presidency 
even if it's an incumbent or whether it's a new president, either one, the first two years of that new presidential election cycle, that four-year cycle, those are difficult years. That's when they do all the difficult work. That's when they do things that long-term are good decisions, but short-term might cost profitability or interest rates might rise during that time or There's lots of things that can be adjusted during those first two years. And then the last two years of that four-year presidential election cycle are really worked on to get the economy really stoked again and everything really going gung-ho. Now, I don't want to turn this into a political discussion because both camps are very set in what they think is going to happen and what they believe to be true. So I'm not going to go down the political road, but... This four-year election cycle works no matter what your political party. But this, to me, feels a lot like 2000 also. It's very frothy. The stock market has sold off and then bounced back very strongly. We are in another pullback of the FANG stocks. They've gotten so far ahead of themselves and have experienced about a 10% pullback so far. And it looks like we may get a bounce but I am expecting more volatility ahead and more downside. This isn't the big downside that I've been expecting, however, that comes later. I still think we will go back to higher highs. So we do need to get the fear back in the market. We need to climb a wall of worry. We need to get some valuations back down to earth. So these kinds of pullbacks, while they can be sharp and painful, especially if you're overweight technology, I don't think that technology is over by any means. While I do think we have multiple bubbles that we're dealing with, I don't see that they're popping here. So that's the good news. And I also still think that because we have this debt bubble globally, that eventually, there will be that debt forgiveness coming probably by the end of this year because that's really the only way out of this huge debt situation that the world has gotten itself into. It's not just the United States. It's the entire world is bound in this debt. And really, it needs a full global reset and a start over. And I do think that's in our future. So that's good news. Some other things that are happening right now are a little unusual. One thing is that used cars are solidly in demand and prices are going up on used cars. Now, that might seem strange at first, but when you think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense because if people are putting off buying brand new cars, what are they going to do? They're all going to default to a less expensive used car. And that's exactly what's happening. So used cars are in demand and prices are going through the roof. We also see that commodity prices on certain items have been going up, especially some food items. So I have been following that and did report on that in a previous podcast, but we're seeing some movement in commodity prices. We also are seeing movement of people out of the cities literally moving and moving to suburbs or people in suburbs moving to more rural areas, sometimes called exurbs. And places like Idaho and Wyoming are suddenly very popular. I'm also told that places in Tennessee, etc., that 
have acreage and people can go and do some farming are selling when they've been on the market for more than a year. And these things are now getting snapped up with only an 11 day listing time. So there's a lot of change, a lot of shifting moving right now, and a lot of big money is moving because housing sales and property sales, new construction are very strong, and that's a lot of money movement. So money is moving there. But when we look at the consumer, the consumer in terms of spending is still down. And so the overall velocity of money is still plummeting. And that means people are saving money or paying off credit cards and they're not spending money. So the velocity of money just shows that money isn't circulating in the economy. And while I do think that Congress will come together and vote on another stimulus plan and get another check out, that may find its way back into the stock market too. Apparently the last stimulus checks found their way into the stock market and we may see that happen again and that may cause the stock market to have a boost. I wanna pause for a moment and say 2020 has been a difficult year to say the least. As a business owner, being smart with your IT spending can make a big difference to your bottom line. Yet it's vital not to sacrifice or scrimp on online security. I've had several run-ins with hacking attempts, as I'm sure you have too, and that could cause any of us to lose a lot. That's why Trend Micro's home network security device should be in everyone's home. The home network security device connects to your home Wi-Fi router with an Ethernet cable. Once activated, the device scans all traffic passing in and out of your network, allowing it to prevent intrusions, block hacking attempts, and web threats, as well as protecting your business's and family's privacy. It even comes with an app, so you can constantly monitor your connected devices to make sure they are as secure as possible, block malicious sites, and limit Wi-Fi time for any connected devices. It's a really simple solution that could save you so much time and especially money if you were to get hacked. Seriously, everyone should have one. Go to trendmicro.com and use code LINDA20 to save $20 on your home network security device purchase today. That's trendmicro, T-R-E-N-D-M-I-C-R-O.com and use code LINDA20 to save $20. Now back to our podcast. We're also getting closer to election time. And as there is more uncertainty about what's going to happen, who's going to win, different polls are showing different things. There's a lot going on there. And that also brings more volatility. And we're still talking about the first round of COVID and treatments or vaccines that may or may not be coming. And are they coming before or after the election? And as we have some states that are open more than others, and here in California, we have only restaurants that have outdoor seating available to be opened. So very restrictive, especially in 120 degree summer weather, that was very challenging for restaurants. Other states are at different stages of opening. So things are not really uniform across every single state and businesses are experiencing different levels of being able to get back to work or not, depending on if you're completely digital, you're least affected. And if you have a storefront or a restaurant or a physical location that you rely on, you're totally in the other direction where you're very reliant on providing that service in person, perhaps. 
So it's hard to talk about the entire country in one way or another because we're in various stages of opening or certain industries are able to be open. So that makes it challenging because the whole country isn't yet reopened as we were pre-COVID. And if we do have a second round of something that has mutated more seriously, perhaps, then that could cause another round of volatility. So there are a lot of what ifs and uncertainty out there in terms of what could happen. But I think there's a few things that we can do as a strategy. One thing you can do is make sure that your asset allocation is correct, that you're not too overweight in technology. If you have too much money in one stock or if you have too much money just in technology, maybe take some money off the table. If you aren't properly asset allocated with small, mid, and large caps, think about reallocating some of your portfolio. Small caps are still underwater in many cases and are starting to recover. There's a lot of money rotating into travel stocks, into airplanes, hotels, and smaller companies that have really yet to catch up with some of the big gains that technology had. And I think more than anything, it's smart to have some cash available so that if we do have a sharper pullback, you're able to jump in and buy some great bargains that may be presenting themselves. Maybe some companies that you've been wanting to buy in terms of individual stocks for a long time, but just felt that they got away from you or the valuations are too high and it doesn't seem right to be buying them at these very elevated prices. So maybe you might get a better buy on some of those companies and maybe we'll even see a pullback that will give you an entry point into precious metals. I'm still very, very positive about precious metals. I think we have some explosive prices ahead. So any buying opportunity presented in silver or gold or mining stocks, I think that would be a wise move to snap them up at lower levels. So remember, volatility is part of investing. It's part of why we're able to get 10% or greater returns year in and year out in the stock market, because it's scary, because it's volatile, because we have these times where it can be really frightening, like we had earlier this year when the market dropped so quickly and so sharply. From there, we came back and went on to new highs. And I think that's not over. While I am predicting there's some craziness that's going to happen in the markets between now and the end of the year, there's also some very positive things that are going to happen, in my opinion. So give yourself a strategy to have some cash on hand in case you're presented with a good opportunity to buy. And or if you have a longer term time horizon, you're a younger person, you've got 10, 15, 20, 25 years to stay invested in the market, I wouldn't worry about these kinds of fluctuations. Do I think we have some challenging times in 2021 and 2022? Yes, I do. But we're not there yet. And right now we're in the fourth year of a presidential election cycle, which 85% of the time has a positive return. And I think this year will follow suit. So hang in there, keep your eye on the long term, and be a little bit more strategic. Scooping up bargains at lower prices and being able to invest low is a gift. 
And some of the valuations out there just have gotten so crazy that this pullback was definitely necessary to bring them back down to earth. So it's part of the investing process. Let's try to keep our emotions in check and not let the fear get us too much on the downside and not let the greed get us too much on the upside, but stay steady and look for when may stocks have gotten ahead of themselves and when may stocks be oversold. I'm a big fan of ETFs so that you have a diversified investment and you're buying the actual indexes, which most money managers have not been able to outperform by picking individual stocks, so you may as well just own the index. However, in times when we have a lot of volatility like we've had this year, sometimes picking individual companies can be a benefit for exactly the reasons that we've seen this year. Because during difficult times, certain companies will soar like stars and other companies will plummet. And that's just the nature of the economy and that's the the nature of business. So given challenging business conditions, some companies are able to rise to the occasion and do better and other companies are not. And that's when certain companies like retailers go through bankruptcy, have to clear out their debt and start over. And we're seeing a lot of that in the retail space. We may also see that in the restaurant space. But keeping the perspective that this is really about business and what businesses are going to do well in the future and what businesses are able to maintain through all of this, that will give you the right perspective to look at your investments and make good solid decisions. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.